Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. We are going to be talking about Flames of Chaos by Amelia Hudgens. It is the first in the Nine Realm series. Marissa and I like to call it the Chaos series, but either way. This episode is an After Dark episode, which means we're discussing a book that's heavily focused on romance and sex. As a reminder, After Dark episodes include cursing as well as in-depth discussions regarding sex and mature topics. So, moving on from that, I am going to be doing the character descriptions this week, and Marissa will be doing the plot. So to start off, we have Arya Hecate. She is our main female character. She's 25. Unlike her sisters, she does not know what type of being her father was. Also unlike her sisters, her magic does not come from nature. She pulls it directly from the Nine Realms. She also notes that when she uses magic, there is a call to something darker and deadly within her that still hasn't woken. She is a virgin, which is rare for a Hecate witch. She has been immune to people using magic on her until she meets Nox. She is described as being 5'3", pale, having silver hair and blue-green eyes. She also has 15 sisters. I'm not going to list all of them, but the most important two in this book are Amara, her twin who's been missing for several months, and Luna, her alpha wolf sister who gets pregnant. She also has an aunt named Aurora. Her aunt is the daughter of Hecate. She treated Arya and her siblings as family when their mother would run off to reproduce more children. We meet two of Arya's childhood friends. They are both alpha wolves, Dimitri and Jasper. Then there is Nox Carnavius, our main romantic lead, I'm using the word romantic a little bit loosely here, (laughs) but he is the king of Haven Falls. He is tall, bronze skin with sandy blonde hair, ocean-colored eyes, and he exudes power. He's described as having a swimmer's build and is lightly tattooed with writing in ancient languages. He has a sharp jawline with a full sensual mouth. He smells like sandalwood and whiskey. His chest rattles, which causes Arya's chest to rattle in response. He hates witches with a passion due to past trauma that witches have put him through. He also has many loyal friends, including Brander, his brother, Greer, his gay vampire butler, Lacey, a witch who services him sexually, Killian, his brother-in-law, and Lore, the comic relief. There are a few characters that are referenced frequently but not actually seen in the book. These are Arya's mother, Freya, who is another daughter of Hecate, She is described as being a heartless bitch. She had sex with many different immortal beings, including werewolves. She attempted to kill Arya when she was a child. It is said that she wanted an army of witches. She has birthed at least eight sets of female twins. Why did she have so many female twins? Because the bloodline is cursed by Hecate. Hecate is the goddess of witches and Arya's grandmother. She cursed the bloodline to only have girls and to only have sets of twins. If a Hecate witch is pregnant with sons, the sons will not survive. We also learn about Liliana, Nox's dead wife, who is killed by Hecate witches. There are several important locations in this book. Haven Falls, a city of immortal beings located in the human realm. It is nestled between winding valleys to hide it from the mortals. Our heroine hates it due to traumatic memories of her mother trying to kill her. 
However, her sisters and the rest of her family love it. Arya only goes there in order to find her twin, who's been missing for several months. We learn about the Nine Realms, which is a group of different realms housing different types of immortals in each realm. An offspring from one of the original bloodline has to return to the Nine Realms once a year or else magic fades from the existence in the Nine Realms. We learn about Nirvala. It's one of the Nine Realms. It houses some of the most impressive lands and beasts. This is also Nox's homeland. So those are our new characters, well, our uh, characters and character descriptions as well as locations. Um, plot, Marissa? Yeah, I'll pick up with our plot. Flames of Chaos begins with our main character, Arya, Primrose, Hecate, and most of her sisters returning to Haven Falls, where they are searching for their missing, missing sister and Arya's twin, Amara, who went off the grid. Not only that, one of them must serve as a representative on the Magical Council of the Nine Realms now that Amara is missing. So on the outskirts of town, they have a run-in with our alpha hole, Nox, who's big and bad and terribly handsome. And basically, he tells the Hecate sisters that he runs to town now and they need to leave. Arya, not one to be told what to do by anyone, declines. So the Hecate sisters get to their house of magic, which should be warded to protect them. And they discover that the protective magic has been compromised and so has the electricity in their water supply. There are no signs of Amara in the house, but obviously something odd is going on. Arya attempts to make amends for the rocky start that she got off on with Nox. However, upon going to his house, one of Nox's witches casts on Arya, which infuriates her, and she throat punches one of Nox's companions. Nox then comes to Arya's house to threaten her, basically, and to find out her secrets to try to figure out what the other half of her, the non-witch half of her mysterious bloodline, is supposed to be, because nobody knows, and her mother was a psycho who abused and repeatedly attempted to murder Arya when she was a child and never shared her heritage with anyone. Later, Arya goes to the family garden where she regenerates the herbs that they'll need to bless the house to get its ma magic activated again. The rest of her family has gone to the council meeting, and while out in the garden, Arya decides to bathe in the creek next to their house. While bathing, she is attacked by an entity from, an from another realm, and though she is injured in the process, Nox saves her. Knox announces that she and the rest of her sisters will be staying in his mansion until the blessing can be done on her house and the protective wards can be raised again. It's just too dangerous for them to be in the house without protection because every creature in the, their realm will be able to smell the Hecate sisters' pheromones and want to breed with them. We learned that they were cursed by Hecate to be very, very fertile, able to breed with many different beings, which means um, that they will have super demanding appetites for sex and procreate a lot. However, Arya is unique in that at 25 as a Hecate witch, she remains a virgin, which is basically unheard of and obviously makes her way more intriguing to the alphas in the area who are looking to procreate. We learn that Nox was brought in to fix a portal problem as illegal portals were being opened to attack the portal to the human realm, which allowed creatures from the other realms, that other nine realms, to escape. 
And so with Arya staying in Knox's house, the sexual tension between them builds, although Knox declares that he hates witches and promises to kill Arya eventually several times. The temptation of Arya's virginal vagina becomes so overwhelming to Knox's men that Knox uses a spell that tattoos his name on Arya's inner thigh. His scent and his brand will serve as a claim to warn off all other males who might seek to claim her because Knox is the strongest male in the region and no one would challenge him. Knox and Arya share a moment of intimacy, but Knox hurts Arya's feelings when he tells her that he would use her without a thought for being gentle or caring for her if they had sex, and so Arya gets upset and leaves his house on her own to return to the Hecate house by herself. Once there, she begins cleaning the house to prepare it for the blessing ceremony, and an old friend, Jasper, an alpha werewolf and son to the current pack alpha, turns up at her house. He reveals that when Amara returned to town, she behaved very oddly, isolating herself while also having a lot of sex with people around town to try to sway council members to allow her lover from one of the nine realms into the human realm. However, the council members still did not allow her lover to come into their realm. And in the weeks since, everyone that Amara had slept with has turned up dead. And it's beginning to look like Amara isn't simply missing, but that she's involved in a sketchy plot to commit treason. Despite Arya's belief that Amara isn't strong or clever enough to manage such a thing, the evidence stacks up against her. Later that night, a witch breaks into the Hecate house to steal a grimoire, which is one of their magical books, and Arya murders her. And then Nox and one of his witches turn up and attempt to do the same thing. Arya then moves back into Knox's house when Jasper's dead body is discovered outside of her house, and all of the alpha wolves believe that she is involved in his death, even though she was with Knox when Jasper would have died because he had broken into her house and was attempting to steal her grimoire. The sisters and Knox make a plan to gather all of the obscure, difficult-to-find ingredients required to bless the house. However, Knox reveals that the blood from the hymen of a Hecate witch will be required to perform the blessing, meaning that Arya is going to have to have sex with someone. Now, Knox, even though he has really obviously shown an interest in Arya and they've shared some minor passionate, passionate moments, up to this point, recommends that she choose Brander, his brother and friend. Brander blindfolds Arya for their sexual encounter, but Knox decides that he just can't allow anyone else to be Arya's first, and so he switches places with Brander. He pulls down the blindfold to reveal himself to Arya, and she's pleased. They finally have sex, but because we can't have nice things, Knox is a huge jerk to Arya immediately after, and she leaves infuriated and heartbroken. Her sisters meet her in the driveway with the ingredients to bless the house when a man in Amara's vehicle comes speeding up to them with no intentions of stopping. Arya uses her magic to protect her sisters, but the man detonates a, detonates a bomb that engulfs Arya in the flames, and miraculously, she is uninjured, but it is only because the creature that lives within her, her father's contribution to her bloodline, has saved her life. She is impervious to and able to control flames, is now super strong, skilled at flight fighting, has talons, razor sharp teeth, and a taste for fresh meat. Arya Hecate has suddenly become a lot more interesting. 
Her primary interests are one, eating, and two, mating. If she can't mate with you, then she'll eat you. She takes interest in Knox, who, again, is the alpha of all alphas in the region and the only one strong enough to dominate her. Arya's sisters are freaking out because they don't understand what's happened to her, but Knox brushes them off for the time being while he takes her to his fireproof basement where they have a lot of sex. Although Arya's creature does question Knox's intelligence and his ability to provide food multiple times, saying that she'll probably eat him eventually. Unfortunately, while the creature is in the driver's seat, Arya is not aware of what is happening. So she is horrified to awaken to a very erect Knox who has not realized that Arya has taken over her body again. She is shocked and infuriated and confused and leaves quickly returning home where she stays, rarely leaving for three months to try to avoid seeing Knox. The Hecates all go to a party hosted by the werewolves where Arya catches up with Dimitri, another childhood friend and another alpha wolf. At the party, Fallon, the current pack, current pack leader, attempts to claim Arya as his mate, which she rejects. Her creature subdues Fallon when he attempts to attack her and he is subsequently slaughtered by the other wolves in this pack. Arya is horrified by her actions and runs away to her house, but Knox attempts to console her in his own terrible, messed up way. Dimitri is made pack alpha, and he declares that he has made it against their pack laws for anyone to try to challenge Arya for dominance to claim her as their mate. However, because we still can't have nice things, Dimitri ends up challenging Arya for dominance, and Knox ends up claiming Arya in front of a ton of people, asserting his dominance over pretty much everyone. When Dimitri notifies the Hecates that unsanctioned portals have appeared in their land, Arya and some of her family go to investigate with Dimitri and some of his pack, but his packmates isolate Arya and attempt to attack her, and she is saved by Knox. Her family and Dimitri find her with Knox. However, Arya is pulled into a portal to the Nine Realms. She wakes, imprisoned, surrounded by the stench of death and rot, only to discover that her twin, Amara, has committed a massive betrayal, offering Arya up to the king of unwanted beasts to be raped and beheaded as her dowry. And it seems that Amara is going to be marrying the king's son, Gerald, making her a princess. Arya is blindsided and terrified by this betrayal. As Arya in chains is being hung from a hook in the ceiling as an offering to the king, she bursts into flames melting her shackles and using her claws to behead the king of unwanted beasts and Amara before attempting to escape. She is found by Lor, one of Knox's men, and Brander, who help her to escape to Knox in the, wood where, in the woods where they take off. But a rescue could never be so simple for Arya Hecate. It turns out that Knox is the king of Norvala and is systematically slaughtering witches to avenge the death of his son and mate who were killed by witches over 500 years ago. Talk about holding a grudge. He vows to kill everyone Arya loves, but he will keep her alive because he can't bear to kill her. He takes her to his palace, and though Arya has put, in, put spells in place to protect her family, she is stocked shocked to see that her aunt Aurora and Dimitri are in the Norvala where Knox plans to behead them. 
Arya uses her magic to transport them and herself back to the Hecate house, but Knox is hot on her trail. Will she be able to save her family? What will happen next? <sighs> the spoilers. You'll have to read the book or keep listening because we're going to talk all about it. Okay, so <clears throat> what did you think of this book, Marissa? Oh, what a ride this book was. I forgot. It had been a couple of months since we read it, I guess. And so I forgot all of the craziness that happens in the book, but it is wild. <laughs> what did you think? I love this book. It's amazing. Um, you know, we both read most of Amelia Hudgens' stuff, and I think um, this is probably my favorite series by her. I love the Chaos series. Yeah. Because um, I love Aria. And I mean, I, the monster series is close on its heels, mm-hmm. um, but I love Arya and I have very conflicting feelings about Knox. Yeah. But I just, I love <laughs> this book is like you said, it's wild and the characters are just hilarious. They are hysterical. Arya is oh. hysterical. Her creature, love oh, it. So great. The things that Arya says, I mean, it's just, she's so funny. Her creature is great. She's hysterical. Uh, I, uh, she, so she cracks me up because when she first comes out, right, and Knox has to subdue her and he takes her into that uh, cage, basically, underground, she's like, you're a bad provider. You're yeah. <laughs> you can't even give me fresh meat. Yeah. And she tries to make it obvious that she wants to mate with him, and he's uh-huh. like, like how obvious do I have to be? Yes, <laughs> and he gets so defensive. Yeah, He's like I'm king of an entire I had kingdom. To do, yeah. Uh, the other thing about this book, <laughs> the language. You have oh a. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So because I don't know because of the way that I choose to spend my time, I searched all of Amelia Hutchins' books for the amount of times that the f bomb is dropped, and it's said 980 times in this book. The only book that even gets close to this that she's written is called If she, I think it's If She's Wicked. And it's said like 700 and something times. All of the other books, it's like between, I don't know, 200 and 500, I think. 980 times. But with the uh, all the cursing and the fuck, it's like my internal monologue. I curse so much in my head. <laughs> so reading this one was like, this is what my brain sounds like. <laughs> I relate to this book. <laughs> Like, just fuck on a constant replay in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) So that worked. Also, we've talked, um, I think, before about, like, having to wait for sex to happen in a book. And we were 5% in, and it goes straight to talking about, like, balls, dicks, oral sex. (laughs) Like, right away. Great. Yeah. Just jump right in. That's one of the great things about Amelia Hudgens' books is that they're so... (laughs) <laughs> they're so sexual I guess there's they're so much sex <laughs> yes there's so much sex and I remember when I first read the Fay Chronicles it was like one percent in and it's already sex and I sent you that yeah. meme of like spraying myself where's the person spraying themselves <laughs> and fanning themselves <laughs> that's what these books are yeah Great. and I love it <laughs> yes like if I'm if I'm like 60% into the book and sex still hasn't happened. I'm like, uh, do I just not finish it? Like, is it going to happen? Oh my God. I did and not it, sign up for a book without sex in it. So 
Oh, uh, so when the sex is really disappointing and it's, you know, behind yeah. closed doors kind of thing. Ugh. Right. Fade yeah. to black. None of that in her books. Yes. So I wish that we had kept track of all of the different phrases that they use for vulva and vagina, but a weeping slit. <laughs> the imagery, it bothers me. Yeah, there's some the so she also there's used, a lot of like dripping and moisture. Just that's, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. There's a lot of dripping in this. Like the I, does that happen? I mean, I don't do, know. Right? Is that a thing that happens to women? Like, so I know, like, okay, after sex, if you've had unprotective sex, there's definitely dripping. But I, I personally, I, I, I don't know. It anyone who's been turned on so much that they drip i don't know if it's doing it wrong <laughs> i've never heard of this before these books if that's you though i mean ain't no shame in it good for you no not at all probably it'd I mean, it easier yes yeah penetration is much better when there's adequate lubrication so yes good on you and there's no such thing as being i've it, I've had people say this, like their, their partners have complained to them before about it being too wet. That's not a thing. Moisture is good. Yeah. That's bullshit. As wet as yeah. you can get. Is <laughs> yeah. Yes. The wet, like it's like the little mermaid, everything's better down where it's wetter. Like, yes, that's mm-hmm. moisture is important. Mm-hmm. Lubricants are great. Do it. Use them. Which brings me to Aria's first penetrative experience with uh, with Knox, where it's like really aggressive penetration, and she's like, "It hurts," and he's like, "I know, I wanted it to." Like, what a dick! I know. You couldn't There's, go slow. <laughs> I kind of wish that her first time had been with Brander, because he gives this like great speech about how he'll be gentle with her, whatever. He's like, "I'm kinky, but I'll be gentle," and I was like, "That sounds great. Do that." That yeah. sounds like a great first time. No. Mm-hmm. Then they switch places. Yeah. Which that's a little unethical. But I mean, yes. you know, she preferred it to be Knox anyway. Like she right. said Knox's name. Mm-hmm. So it was She called like, out his name. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking uh, thinking it was Brander, she did call out Knox's name. Do you think they should have? Uh, yeah. I, it's kind of sketchy though. Yeah. But Brander sounds like somebody who'd be fun to have sex with. He does. Brander sounds great. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be a massive dick to you when it was over, too. So yeah, Knox does not sound that great. He'd have sex with you, and like like he does to Arya, he has sex with her, treats her like crap afterwards, makes her feel yep. horrible and worthless, all yep. because he can't get over his dead wife and yeah. child. That's harsh. Yeah. It, everyone has their own grieving. It's not period. her. It's all him. <laughs> yeah, it's all him. He needs therapy. And then he gets mad at her because he never had to be like he could. He gets mad at her because he had to be really gentle with his mate. And he could, like, he never felt these things before that he felt with, he feels with Aria. And so he punishes her because of his feelings. Like, Max is a dick. He is. Although it's kind of sad, I guess. He's one of my, I know you have such problems with him, but I, I like him more than most of her other male characters, I think, other than Lucian. I love Lucian. He's my favorite of all time. Well, and Riston. Lucian and Riston. Yes, that's right. Riston. Lucian and Riston are the best. But then Knox, I mean, I know he's horrible. Knox is a dick, right? Throughout the whole book. 
but I feel like he becomes less of a dick maybe as it goes along. I I don't know. I have such conflicted feelings over Knox because he has these really sweet moments and then he gets mad about it. Mm. Like, ugh, that's the problem. I do not agree with that statement. In the scene where he gives her the tattoo and he drugs her, he also gives her oral for like hours, right? And he afterwards he makes her forget about it. I I guess with magic. They don't actually go mm-hmm. into how that works. But in the chapter from his point of view, it turns out that he came in his pants, like based on because of the noises she was making when she orgasmed. Mm-hmm. And this is what he says. I'd punish her for making me come like some little fucking boy finding his first sweat hole and playing with his cock in it. Like, why are you punishing her? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a you problem. It is. And it's just, it cracked me up. Just because I feel like also this is, I could totally see this as something that would happen in real life too. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you made me come in my pants, please. Yeah. I just. He's like, I'm going to punish you for that. Like, and yeah. then he makes her forget about the whole thing anyways. Yeah. Uh, Knox. Knox has problems. I mean, it, it, he blames Arya for all of the feelings that he has that he doesn't want to have. Like, oh, I feel bad because I like you when I was mated and I have a dead wife and a kid. So I'm going to call you a whore and treat you terribly. But then I'm going to give you a birthday present. Mm. But then I'm going to slaughter everyone that you love and keep you captive because I love fucking your, your dripping holes or whatever. Like, I mean, he's just, he needs therapy. He does. He needs to learn how to cope with his feelings. This dude started an entire like 500 year long war basically. Mm -hmm. Um, for, because of this at some point, that's gotta be just stop. Yeah. 500 years long time like get a new dream dude yeah and even when like anything slightly magical happens he blames it on Arya. like Mm -hmm. when jasper dies i guess that wasn't really a magical thing that happened but he gets killed and he Mm -hmm. just automatically assumes it's Arya, even though she was with him yeah she was with him what the fuck Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) It's ridiculous. So he's so suspicious of her, even though she's never done anything at all to make mm-hmm. him suspicious, just because she's a Hecate witch. He's yeah. terrible. I, st- I know that you like him. I know that you like him. And I, I mean, That's- like, I don't, I mean, there have definitely been times when I've been reading these books where I hated him because he was so terrible. Like at one point he was so awful to Arya that I started crying. Like that, that's something. Yeah. I I don't, I don't see, that's why I have conflicting feelings about him, because I don't want to be like, yeah, I like Knox, because he's a giant ass, but at the same time, also when his, the chapters are from his point of view, he's not just like, oh yeah, I love her pussy, he's also like, I love her brain, and her eyes, and like, yeah. her bite, so it's like, oh, you're so close, you're yeah. so close to like getting it to things clicking and I feel like with a lot of not just Amelia Hudgens books that we read a lot of like other books that are similar to this when it's from the guy's perspective a lot of it is so much just like she's so tight uh, she feels so good she feels perfect something like that right he's talks about her brains and how like she's interesting yeah so that's a point in his favor okay 
I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you, Marissa. You're welcome. I mean, yeah. I, when you get, I, like, when you read these books, when you read a meal, like, there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the book. Like, I don't write happy love stories. Um, I write about alpha holes. Which, I mean, that's what she calls them. She calls them alpha holes. Let me see if I can pull up. Like, don't go into this looking for, like, a super happy ending with a great, like, you're not going to get it. I mean, if you start your book out with a disclaimer <laughs> for what a jerk the, the, the main character's romance or romantic interest is, like, I mean, and I think that's great because obviously not everyone's going to be, you know, into that, but. I mean, you expect him to be a dick because there's a warning at the beginning saying, look, this guy's going to be a dick. So, <laughs> yeah, like I expect it going in. It's just, I feel like he's a little bit emotionally abusive and I don't love that. A little Arya. bit? Yes. He's emotionally abusive to Arya and I don't love that because she's so great. Like our girl deserves better than to be treated this way. And she knows she deserves better too. Yeah. But she's so just like. She's so forgiving. She is really forgiving and she shouldn't be. Hold a grudge. Knox's been holding a grudge for 500 years. If he can do that, she can hold one for longer than 15 minutes. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's not like she's forgiving and weak. She's like, I understand why you are this way. I deserve better than this. I don't want to see you anymore. And Knox keeps coming back. Like, uh, I claimed you. You're yeah. mad. That's the other thing. Like, he never fully explains to her like, on what level she's claimed. Mm -hmm. Arya is very clever, too. Mm -hmm. She's smart. I, I love her character in general, but there's this one part where Nox is trying to threaten her, intimidate her, and he makes a reference to her being a sheep, and he's a wolf, and then something about a wolf fucking a sheep. And she just says, wolves can't fuck sheep, Knox. It's anatomically impossible. Like, yes. And she says it's like his hand is at her throat and he's almost strangling her. Mm -hmm. And that's her comeback. I was like, mm -hmm. Arya, you badass bitch. She's so great. <laughs> she or he like propositions her a lot and she's like, pass. Yes. <laughs> like she gets propositioned a lot just in, by people in general in this book. And she's like, mm, no, thanks. Hard pass. Not interested, like, okay, yes, girl, you go. Love She's it. Got that magic virginal pussy. Yep, got that magic. <laughs> <laughs> Makes men have feelings uh, and then they get angry. Yep, they just love those virgin pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Brander says something like that to her. He's like, I've been alive for a thousand years and I've never had a virgin. Like, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> that seems highly unlikely. Going back to Arya being clever, you have a note at the end about her reminding you of like Aelin's character from Throne of Glass just because she's so clever at planning in the event that some, like in the event that something catastrophic happens to her family. Yes, I love that. So when he takes her to Norvala and is like, I'm going to capture your whole family and murder them. And she's like, I knew you were going to do this. Like, what do you think I was doing for those three months I was locked up? I was securing the house. Like, I'm not dumb. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I was, she says it more eloquently. It was great. But yeah, like she was not, she was sad at his betrayal, but there was no surprise there for her, I feel like, you know? Right. She was like, yeah. oh, duh. Yeah. 
he's got these she said something about demons uh they're type those demons win he's like i saw the demons that you were wrestling with and those types of demons always win so she spent three months fortifying her house and Mm -hmm. protecting her family Mm -hmm. and she knew that like there were cameras and stuff and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he was like watching spying on them and mm mm-hmm She's super clever, which makes me wonder, like, about the state of the rest of her family. If it all came, there's 16 of, 15, I guess, since Amara's dead. There's 15 of them, plus her aunt, who's a bajillion years old, and it all came down to her. (laughs) Like, are y'all dumb? So blinded by Knox's, I don't know, magical sandalwood smell. (laughs) Like his sensual lips. His lips. Yes. His oceanic eyes. Yeah, oh, you're blinded gosh. by that. And you didn't realize that you were, you know, being trapped. And then are all of the wolves alphas? I swear, right? every time there is a wolf, it was an alpha wolf. We don't have just like regular wolves. I guess not. And the wolves ended up being such assholes, oh too. Oh, my gosh. I They're have- worse than... They are the worst of, like, of all of the, of everyone that we've read about. They're the worst. They really are. Surprisingly. Like, Knox is a dick, but at least he doesn't, you know, like, rape people, I guess. I mean, there's some consent boundaries that he certainly pushed. That is true. (laughs) But you're right. He doesn't rape people. And he paid to have all those women uh, moved out of the wolf house. Yes, so that they wouldn't be, you know, raped to the point of being dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wolves are terrible. When, I forget which one of her sisters, is it Kinvara, maybe, was explaining to her all of the terrible things that would happen to the women who were part of um, the alpha wolf's harem or whatever, that they would be, like, bred or they would have sex with them until their seed implanted. And if it didn't, and then they would also be passed around to all of the other wolves in the house. And if they couldn't procreate with them, then they just like killed them. Like that's really awful. Mm -hmm. Definitely do not want to be a werewolf. No, let's talk about Dimitri. When he showed up at the the werewolf like party thing and he was like hey I knew you when we were 12 how are you doing I thought all right this is gonna be a good guy he doesn't seem like a dirtbag <laughs> and then after Fallon is murdered he shows up to check on Arya and he is like I was just worried about you you know I decreed to everybody because I'm the alpha now that they can't like try to claim you as a mate so you're good he's like all right this guy's cool and then like a chapter later he was like stripping naked showing off his penis having uh (laughs) aggressive oral sex in front like in his front yard He's like, I was picturing it was you. And it's like, wow. So flattered. You went from hero to zero (laughs) real fast. (laughs) Although I love when he's, so she like kind of, she runs to Knox's property to get away from him Mm -hmm. when when he's stripping and she throws a dollar bill at him. (laughs) Yes. That was so great. 
That brings us to the rattling sounds (laughs) that they make. (laughs) For whatever reason, whatever creatures or beasts are inside of them, they make this rattling and purring sounds that respond to each other. I guess um, Nox uses it to calm her down. They use it, I think, as like a way to entice each other, so them that they're aroused or attracted, whatever. Or as a warning, there's all of these different rattles. Yes. And when I first read it, I was like, do they have like pulmonary issues? What is going on? (laughs) I got bronchitis. (laughs) It's funny. And Arya's bothered by it too. She's like, am I a snake now? Are snake shifters aren't a thing, are they? Am I a cat? Like, what is this? (laughs) I love that her protective mechanism is to burst into flame. Like... (laughs) It's a, it's effective. You know, that's pretty effective. It is. I mean, but it's not just when she needs protection too. Like it happens when she's aroused as well. Like she sets Knox's bed on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so it is protective. Yes. But it's also a safety hazard. You have a note in here about pineapples. Oh Would my you like gosh. to expand on that, Marissa? I will expand on it. Great. So in this book, (laughs) Arya starts to ovulate. And all of the males in Nox's house can smell when the ova has descended from the ovary, I guess, into the fallopian tube, indicating that she is ready to mate. And Nox tells Arya to cover up the scent of her ovulation and they're at the breakfast table. So what does she do? She grabs a piece of pineapple and sticks it in her underwear. And that is absolutely horrifying to me. And then she's like, will that work? And Knox is like, no, this is like right before she gets tattooed. And I am so horrified by everything that happens in this scene. First of all, no, the stickiness, no, no. I can't even know the sticky disgusting second. This is like a yeast infection waiting to happen. I mean, something like a pineapple would definitely throw off the pH balance. Oh my gosh. Yes. Fruit, fruit in a, in the vulva vagina. No, you can't. mm -mm. Nope. Yeast infection waiting to happen. So mm, bothers me. The sticky, the potential for bacterial growth, (laughs) fungal growth it's just horrifying and then knock so she she still she says i have a pineapple problem after he escorts her from the breakfast room to his library well he will be tattooing for her and he's like so you do and so he like reaches into her underwear and pulls out the pineapple and sticks it in his mouth and eats it and i just like nearly gagged I have to say, for a while after reading this, I could not eat pineapple. I would look at it and be like, nope. I can't handle that. Triggered. (laughs) I'm just so bothered by it. (laughs) I would not eat anything that was previously placed inside of, like, food item that was previously inside of a vagina. So that's our PSA for this week. Don't put don't put weird shit in your vagina. Don't do it. When Knox, 
and Arya's creature are having sex, she uh, like deep throats him, but Knox has a massive penis. So she like unhinges her jaw because that's something that her creature is able to do to take the entirety of him into her mouth. And I just thought, is this what men want? (laughs) Do men want a fully extendable jaw? I don't, I I don't know. Is this because lore, I mean, lore can see it happening on the video. And Mm -hmm. he's like, did she just unhinge her jaw? And Knox is like, she fully extends her jaw. And he's like, what? So Laura gets really pumped about it. And I like, is this a thing? I don't know. I can't even, like your jaw would hurt. Yeah. Well, when she like comes. It's like when a snake unhinges its jaw so that it can eat like a creature 400 (laughs) times its actual body mass. Like, (laughs) I can't. There's no way my gag reflex would allow for something like this to happen. (laughs) In some of these books that we read, like when it's from the guy's point of view, he says like, oh, like her throat's tight or he loved hitting the back of her throat or something like that. (laughs) Which I can't, I mean, do people have different throats that aren't tight? Like, (laughs) <laughs> that her throat was so stretched out from all of the dick that she took <laughs> I, right it's, like, thing. Uh, it's an esophagus like what <laughs> that's like i'm like what like is there vocal cord damage like what it's what do they say her her tight wet throat or like Blech. that's the description i see Blech. gross what <laughs> Okay, so Marissa does not like no. <laughs> this. Topic. I can bar- I can barely brush my teeth. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Talking about dicks being places, I guess there's that. <laughs> what an intro! <laughs> there's that scene where he's like on top of Arya, and this is before they've started having sex or whatever, and he basically like puts his penis on her stomach yes yeah. <laughs> so that she could see how big it was and be like you don't want this sort of thing I think to like scare her off of it yeah <laughs> I was like what a weird fucking thing to do <laughs> it's a weird thing to do and also would definitely scare me off like <laughs> pass mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at one point so not as much in this book, but a thing that happens with a lot, and it happens later in the series and with a lot of Amelia Hutchins characters, is that their penises magically grow longer and girthier. And anatomically, <laughs> that just does not seem like it would be the best thing. I love that you call it a telescoping penis, though. Yeah, it is. It's a telescoping penis. It grows longer. It gets wider at the, like, it gets bigger. (laughs) That's what I think of. (laughs) Well, so it's a pretty common theme, I think, in Amelia Hutchins' books. Um, The beasts inside, like, having a beast. Everyone has a beast. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is the first book where the female lead had a it piece. is 
Yeah, I, I think that. you're right. Me too. Yeah. She also had a beast, which I think is great. Yeah. And then when they manage to merge, sort of, yeah. and they have, there's that scene where they basically booty call. Uh-huh. Um, Knox, you, you have a note about that. Yeah, I do. Uh, so the first time the creature has sex with Knox, like Ari is not in the house at all. She doesn't have any awareness of what's happening. So she wakes up next to Knox, who's like gripping his very erect penis. And he's like, climb on. And she's like, what is happening? And it's horrified. But then, so Aria has like no sex for three months or longer, I guess. And is like burning up from the need to bone and, her creature takes over, but lets Arya see what's happening through her eyes, which is hysterical because her inner monologue is like, no, we don't want this. He's a bad guy. Like we're not it, but oh, but the dick is so good. But okay. So we'll, we'll do it once. We, okay. So we had an orgasm. Let's get off. Let's go. Oh, but it feels, but it feels no, but we need to resist. Like her inner dialogue is hysterical. <laughs> and then her creature goes away and Arya's like, actually, I'm not done with his dick. And so she's like back completely in the driver's seat and is like, fuck me harder, asshole. And it's, I just love how like empowered she is and taking over because she didn't have a whole lot of power. I don't think in her first real sexual encounter with Knox and, and then she's like, yeah, this is just a booty call because I like that dick, but I don't like you. And she calls it, uh, instead of a booty call, she calls it a fucking duck. Where it's like, I'm going to fuck you and then duck out of here. <laughs> yes. It's, it's fantastic. That is such a, that scene is, I mean, I, I was like cackling. Mm-hmm. Any like communication, I feel like between Arya and her beast are, are is great. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that like so her beast protects her you know yeah. she comes out in times of stress or danger mm-hmm. which is great this is another brilliant scene in this book and another reason why this book is an absolute masterpiece so when Arya is propositioned I guess is the nice way to say it by Fallon mm-hmm and he won't take no for an answer, her beast manages to subdue him. And she does that by getting him on the ground and biting him, which causes him to hump the floor and then come in his pants. (laughs) And that, oh, it's just great. It is great. Like I was so horrified and disgusted when I read that, but also like, yes, girl, you, you subdue that asshole. Her sister Luna is an alpha wolf too. Yeah. Which is interesting. So she gets pregnant by Dimitri. Yeah. In this book. And it's really awful because she ends up having uh, stillborn twins because they're boys and they don't Mm -hmm. have faces. And Ox is a dick about it. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I was so mad at him. I know. I was so mad. He says something about, oh, you won't break this curse. And Arya's like, you don't understand. It requires like human sacrifice and not all this other stuff that's really hard to do. And he's just mad at her and guilts her, like guilt, like guilt tries to guilt trip her. Mm-hmm. And then though, like a couple paragraphs or a couple pages later, he's sitting with her watching them, you know, 
do the ceremony um, to let the boys' souls hopefully not be brought back into the Hecate bloodline. Um, he's all nice to her. I mean, it's not, there's nothing about this situation that she has any control over. And he's so terrible to her. Mm-hmm. To be fair, the witches are really all, like in the nine realms, they're really awful. Yes. You see more of it in the next uh, two books. They're really shitty. So I get why Knox is upset. Right. I, yeah. Here I, am I mean, just making excuses for this asshole. No, they're awful people. But even Arya is like, if it's really this bad, like we'll take care of it ourselves. You don't have to do it. I will kill these people my on my own. Like that's what we like. We handle our shit. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna kill all of you. Uh, Killian, his brother-in-law, his dead wife's brother. Mm-hmm. Freaking hate him. <laughs> he sucks. He does. Like he kind of confronts Knox and was like, "You rattled for her. You never did that for your for my sister, and she was your maid." It's all, and then because of that, he's also all mad at um, Arya. And this is all these things that she cannot yeah. control, and everyone's just like shitting on her and being so mean to her. Yeah, which is another reason why, like, I love her because she's just like, it's not me. Like she doesn't let it get to yeah. her. Really, yes. I mean, and he doesn't, it's not, it's not just the bad witches that he kills. He kills all of them. Mm-hmm. He, Basically, I mean, he's committing a genocide. He's committing genocide. Yeah, that's exactly And Arya's like, you know, I'm not a bad person. I've never even been to this place. Like, I didn't have any hand in whatever it is that happened to your family. And he's like, but you're a witch. <laughs> and she has so much, like, so, you know, you were saying Knox's inner dialogue about Arya is all I I hate her and she makes me feel things so I hate her even more um yeah and he's like she does not spend that much time thinking about him I feel like I feel like he spends way more time thinking about her in the situation than she does because he spends so Mm -hmm. much time thinking about her and meanwhile she's you know fortifying her home. <laughs> yeah she's and handling doing, uh, her shit yes <laughs> and Knox yeah. is over here just like having a mental break like <laughs> yeah an existential crisis sort of thing happening and his crew even says to him like what are you doing you know you have to kill her mm-hmm. we you're deviating from the plan here so like knowing her is just completely messing up everything whereas she is just staying on track doing her thing yep you know, it should have been in the front of the book, but wasn't the the glossary, like the with the no, it's not a glossary, but like the characters. Yes, I spent that so was... much time with my character, like doing the character descriptions, being like, "Oh, new character, got to write that down." You know, got to get that in, and just to get to the end and be like, "Fuck, are you kidding me?" There was a whole list. Yes, there was I a mean. List. They should do that with all, and it's not just this one. The only book that I've read, like the only series that I've read where like the helpful information was at the beginning was that um, it's like the Immortal Immortal Bond series by Lexi Foss, where she's got like all of the descriptive terms in the beginning of the book before you even start. (laughs) Authors, please. We're begging you. Put that shit in the beginning. Um, so we have spent a lot of time talking about Knox. Why don't we talk about her sister, 
Amara. I feel bad for Arya. Um, I mean, in this book, we get the sense that despite having so many siblings, she spent a lot of time alone and isolated, which I feel like would be, I mean, to have so many siblings and to feel alone, I feel like would just compound that, that loneliness. Um, and it's unfortunate that her sister, her twin, like all of her other sisters are twins and they're so close with their twin and her twin ends up hating her and manipulating her and being terrible and I also feel like really bad for Arya because she like her mom repeatedly tried to murder her and like where was everybody I her sister pissed me off we've been um discussing uh well it was a note in here about gaslighting Amara was the gaslighter where she was like you took this from me you did this to me when she really didn't um yeah you know trying to make her think that she did bad things well I mean I don't know why I don't really know why Arya didn't question Amara sooner considering that you know she broke her leg yes red flag hello yeah (laughs) she repeatedly used magic against Arya and her sister to keep them from going to the nine realms like Mm -hmm. red flags yeah, and then Arya's like, I know and they all knew it. it. They all knew she was doing it. Yeah, and nobody, que- like, nobody questioned it. Arya being like, no, she couldn't do this. She's not powerful enough, or whatever. Anything, you know. I know my twin. No, you don't. She mm-hmm. just like let you get sexually assaulted by a minotaur. So maybe you don't know her as well as you think. No, you don't. I was so frustrated with her. And Arya really obviously is when her sister was like, yeah, I'm handing you over to this guy so that you can be raped and murdered because I was jealous of your power and you took all this stuff from me. And because of you, we had to move away from this town and you were the more powerful twin and I wasn't. And Arya is like, um, just because you're born with magical powers doesn't mean you don't have to learn how to use them. Like you never studied. I did all your homework for you. I made excuses for you. I did all this stuff for you. You never took any accountability for your own life. You don't just get super awesome powers because it's in your bloodline. You have to learn how to use them. But she's entitled. Yeah. That whole scene, like, in general, just was horrifying to me. Mm -hmm. I was... Yes, I was so bothered. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bothersome. Like, the... Uh, the penis right the minotaur penis is yes deformed and yeah. bumpy oh and then there was that human that was there with her like in the jail yeah. and mm, had like a gaping rectum yeah a gaping rectal wound and yeah. a creature and like devouring her from the inside so oh. disturbing it got so, real dark <laughs> it, it yes things get real dark when Arya through this whole book is like I really want to go to the nine realms and then she get there she gets there <laughs> and it's horrible <laughs> I know she gets yeah. there she gets kidnapped sexually assaulted and then she like immediately kills a king it's yes that part's great anyway that like, part was great 
Yeah, not the sexual assault. That was not. No, that was really terrible. So she was covered in glitter for, I guess, whatever reason. I guess minotaurs like glitter. To make her appealing to the... <laughs> minotaurs like glitter. <laughs> Little known fact, minotaurs like glitter. Yes. <laughs> and she's so focused because she's in shock and she's kind of focused on the glitter you know mm-hmm. she's in shock so she's like i can't the glitter won't come off and nox is really gentle with her and takes like a, a shell and starts gently scraping the glitter off from mm-hmm. her and it's like oh. yeah and then like, like two seconds really later sweet. yeah and then like two seconds later he's like just kidding you're my prisoner i'm gonna murder your aunt Mm-hmm. And all your sisters, and I'm going to keep you as my little, you know, pet. sex captive pet. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to work out just fine. Like, please, fool, please. You can't, uh, can't, like, does he honestly think that this would, this situation would work out? Knox is really only nice to Aria when they're having sex, but like immediately, immediate, like not even having removed himself from her body yet he's being a dick to her <laughs> she didn't have time to get dressed no Ugh. yeah that's why i love that second their second like the second encounter with the, the creature so much because it's it's all on aria's terms she shows up because she wants that dick she gets that dick and when she's done with that dick she leaves Mm-hmm. There's no Knox. There's no time for Knox to be like, well, blah blah blah. I'm a terrible person. She's like, I'm out. Bye. Thanks. See you when I need you again. Mm-hmm. Which I, I love because Knox is so cocky and arrogant. I, I want him to be treated badly. <laughs> <laughs> and I want her to show her, him the same aloofness that he shows her. And she does. Yeah, and it's great. And he's like visibly bothered, like pissed off about it. It's like, it sucks when you're on the receiving end, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. That same scene, doesn't she like suction herself to his dick though? Yeah. Is that the scene? (laughs) She gets like sucked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then, so when the, I think it's when the creature is still in control, like all of his friends come running, being like, what's going on? And Uh he does something. And Brander, I think, goes, holy shit, she's trying to protect you or something. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to protect that dick. Mm-hmm. She's still on the fence. She, her creature says hysterical things about Knox as a provider. I, I wrote one of them down. Yeah, because it's like one of my favorite quotes. She's like, God, males are so thick. What did a bitch have to do to get dick around here? <laughs> she's so great and then she makes multiple comments about i'll see how it goes but if he's not if he's not gonna be a good you know male then i'm just gonna eat him yes do it (laughs) they get in a fight where she does pretty well like Knox is surprised by how well she does right i mean obviously she can't win she's like a newborn in terms of yeah, and he's like a thousand years old. Yeah. She held her own for a while, you know. Yeah. He had to bite her to get her to submit. Yeah. That's, That's pretty intense. Thing. The biting? Yes. 
creates like a wound. This is me off that Knox is like, I claimed her on a level she doesn't really understand. Maybe you should have explained that to her. Definitely should have. There should have been a conversation. Yeah. So for quotable quotes, Marissa already did hers, but I had two. So one of them is very close to the beginning where Arya slips in blood and is, so she's covered in blood. And Knox says this to her. And let's keep in mind, they have just met. This is not like they've (laughs) known each other for a while. This is what Knox says. You're starting to look like a murder victim. It's giving me a fucking hard on. (laughs) So romantic. That's just- No, (laughs) I mean, just the eloquence there. Right? And then this, my second one is when Arya's creature comes out and uh, one of Knox's crew, I don't know, Lore? I think, I think it's Lore. Says, yeah, it is. Yeah. What the fuck? Fucking fuckity fuck is she? <laughs> Brilliant. I also completely relate to this with the monster series because that is my thought every time Lucian comes up. Well, you'll <laughs> well, find out this year. I better we'll find out what he is. I really hope so. Hopefully we'll find out more about Arya's heritage too. So that continues to be a secret for at yes. least through where we are now in the series. Final thoughts on the book, Marissa? Man, this book is hysterical. I loved it. Like Arya is so great and I, I love her journey. <laughs> I love how clever she is. What are your thoughts? Basically the same. I'm a huge fan of this book, uh, the series in general. Uh, mainly because of Arya and her and her creature. That's the main reason. Yeah. I also, I know you hate Knox. I find him less annoying than I think her some like writer. I don't oh, I hate writer. <laughs> At the end of those books, I couldn't stand him. I mean, by the end of these books, maybe I won't be able to stand um, Knox. Mm. I don't know why I make so many excuses for Knox. I really don't. There, I don't know. Because he's not, he's not good. But for some reason, I'm over here in my head making excuses for him. But Obviously, we don't hate him too much because we keep coming back to these books. Yes. Like, I don't <laughs> hate him too much. I, I mean, I'm captivated. I freaking love these books. They're fantastic. I would never want to date someone like this in real life, but I love these characters. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those are our final thoughts, I guess. Those are our final thoughts. We That's love our... these characters. We don't we want love them to these be characters and others. Exactly. Yep. That would be terrible. But in a fictional world, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, next week, we're going to move on to Ashes of Chaos, which is the second book in this series. This series actually isn't complete yet. I think this is the first time we've done a series that isn't complete. But we just wanted to talk about it so much. <laughs> that we did it anyway um yeah yeah so that'll be next week hopefully you'll tune in yeah join us Mm -hmm. and if you have thoughts about you know like telescoping penises or alpha holes or super clever female protagonists let us know we're on social media Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.